I've always told people you are smart, but you know how you know when someone is smart? When you come home and that person is willingly and actively sought out to watch Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> I like I like movies from the nineties, you know, I like nostalgia. I'm a millennial. You know, I think that we're all seeking that comfort. Even though it's a movie I've seen like maybe twelve times. You know, it's just I don't know, I find comfort in knowing what's coming next. I forgot how good it was. Um I don't I don't know if I ever watched it all the way through, but I mm-hmm. honestly forgot Robin Williams was in it. Like I walked in and it was the uh yeah. Do you like apples? <laughs> I got a number. How you like them apples? <laughs> yeah, um, Ben Affleck, you know, Batman, he's in it. Him and uh, Matt Damon, you know, back when they were kind of a big thing. You know, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about Ben Affleck. Let's you talk know, about Ben Affleck for a second. He's got, a, he's had a hard time. Yeah, he's pretty know. underrated. He, um... I don't know, I know, I just, um, I see in all these tabloid ads, like, pictures of him on, like, a balcony with a cigarette, and his beard is all mothy, and he's, like, getting alcohol delivered to his house at, like, nine in the morning. You know, I know that he's struggled with all kinds of addiction, like a gambling addiction, like, whenever him and uh, Jennifer Lopez were dating, they went to a casino, and he's, like, trying to give away, like half of his salary for, like, the Batman movie. And she's like, Ben, no! No, and she's, like, yelling at him. And just, that that was a big part of why they broke up. He just had some really... Was Ben and J-Lo together when he did Batman? I don't think so. I, I was hoping you wouldn't catch that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not sure on my timeline. Yeah, little... I'm pretty sure that was a little inaccurate. <laughs> I'm not even going to go ahead and fact check that. I don't uh... want to talk about Ben Affleck anymore. Okay, gotcha. Um... That's funny. I think he will go down as, as the worst Batman. I don't think he did that bad, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Batman movies that he played in were definitely cheesy, but... Well, you don't like Batman anyways. We talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I yeah. did want to talk to you about something that we have in common and something that I've been talking to people about mm. lately is um, the struggle of raising children. Oh, wow. And, and the reason why I think you would be a good conversationalist on this topic particularly is because, A, you have kids, and B, because you are smart. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't really have a game plan going into procreation on my end. Like, I mean, you know, I was married and, you know, we had a house and we kind of had the rough idea of what we wanted to do, you know, but... I didn't really, I didn't think about, like, their development or what I was going to teach them or things mm-hmm. like that. And I already see you, like, working on your son's, uh, you know, reading. And when you read to him, you describe, you know, what the book is. This is the spine of the book. This is the front of the book. This is, oh. like, you're very... Um, I like de- to have a lot of intention. Yeah, yeah, you're very intentional in your teaching, especially when it comes to um, your son, who is... It was an absolute joy to the world, I would, uh, I would venture to say. Um, any any 18-month-old, almost 2-year-old is going to be a handful, mm-hmm. but uh, he's a good kid, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the example you've set so far. Yeah. Um, Thank you. 
Yeah. That's a that's a big compliment. Um, being a mom, you get judged a lot. It's a very kind of lonely job, you know, because you're the only one who can fix it, really. I mean, dads, I'm not saying, knocking dads, but, you know, mom, at the end of the day, they have that's, that touch. that's who's in charge, that's who's responsible. And so um, I appreciate the compliment. Um, I don't know. Every day is a new challenge with Dante. Um, it's, uh, you know, as his ward, you know, that's kind of how I think of it. You know, there's an old African proverb that goes, our children are ours, but they don't belong to us. And, um, you know, it's really an honor that um, this tiny human has chosen me spiritually from the place wherever he was before he was born for me to be his vessel and his mother and you know I take that job very seriously um, I try to show him that the world is magic you know um, we sing all of the time he's a very happy boy yeah he's a very happy boy he, mm -hmm. he exudes joy and and love which he probably absorbs a lot yeah but, um, you know, it's hard. You know, I'm a single mom right now. And, um... So, what, he'll be two at the end of this month, right? Yeah. So, yeah. how have these last two years been different from the rest of your life? Oh, uh, insanely different. That's a loaded um, question, huh? Yeah, it, it's, um, everything was before baby and now after baby. It's just, um... I had to really slow down. You know, babies teach us patience. You know, you have to sit and feed them and do all the little... Consistency. ...monotonous tasks of the day every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, before, I guess there would be some times where I could just hang out in my pajamas all day and watch TV or, like, you know, just stay in bed all day if I want to. Those days are over. Like, on days that I probably didn't necessarily feel like doing the life thing for myself, I have to make a conscious decision to do it for Dante because it's not fair to him to not be afforded the chance to seize the day, you know, if I'm feeling blah. What is so. it? Carpe Blanc? Carte, what, how do you say it? Seize the day? <laughs> Carpe diem. Carpe diem. I don't speak that language. No. I don't think anyone does anymore. No. No. Yeah. So, I don't know. When, I think that uh, your son has a very interesting and powerful name. We won't disclose the whole name, but can you give us a little bit of the origin or maybe how you guys came to that decision? Uh, we, we couldn't decide on a name for the longest time. We were in the delivery room, you know, after we had the baby, and the nurse is getting annoyed with us because, you know, his dad and I could not agree. Like, I wanted... I wanted to name him Bruno because he's a little squished faced little you know, he just looked like a Bruno. He yeah. just looked like a brawler. He mm -hmm. looked he looked like a little tough guy baby. Mm -hmm. um, that would have been a cool name. Yeah. But uh his dad, you know, he wanted him to have like a more traditional, like black or urban sounding name, like Deontay or 
Tyrone. Le, Le Davy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, he is of the Caucasian persuasion, so he's just a bit excited. Well, his mother is the black queen. Yeah. So, of course. Yeah. So, I don't know. We just um, came with something. We decided on something. He decided. Uh, his dad decided on the name, and I was just so exhausted of going back and forth. I just gave it to him. But I chose the middle name. Um, I um I think his name is really powerful. Like yeah. I said, we won't disclose the whole thing because both you and I know. I know what it is, but uh, yeah. And we don't want. There's a lot of baby name stealers out there. <gasps> if you have a really good name, people will take it. Um, um, my daughter's middle name was a stolen baby name from one of my friends, and uh, mm. yeah. Um, we won't get into the characteristics of Baby Mama in this podcast. I don't think so. That's never offensive. But, uh, what has been your most exciting time period so far? Like, do you like, now that he's mobile and active, like, is every day, like, a new day? Or do you miss the time when you could kind of just set him there and he couldn't really go anywhere? I mean, I miss whenever he would just sit in his baby swing and just fall asleep. I mean, mm-hmm. I miss the simple times because it was still so exciting and still so much work. I wouldn't necessarily say any stage is easier. Yeah, yeah. Someone says that life gets easier, but I'm pretty sure they lie. Yeah, that's not true at yeah. all. No. Um, language development is awesome. He's making little sentences like, I'm hungry or I want... I think he even said want. He said let go of me the other day when I was tugging on his leg. Oh, yeah. He definitely knows his physical boundaries of space and touch and able to express, like, what he doesn't like. Or, yeah. And, and I like that. You know, he's, he's starting to be able to defend himself. One thing that I've learned um, since my kids have grown up that I think would have helped me understand a lot better back then is that, uh, you know, you you find yourself or you hear other people asking, where do you get all that energy, kid? How, oh, man, if I had half your energy. And the thing is, they're just a tiny life force. And they're when they breathe in air, their body turns it into energy. You know what I mean? That, that <laughs> sugar that they gave them, those, that food that you eat, that whatever breakfast they ate, like that's just getting turned into energy. Yeah, you know what I mean? You can see it. And, their body is so young and so powerful that that's why they're just, it's an on switch. And they, they want to go zero to a hundred, you know, with, with, with the blink of an eye. And uh, it's, it's a lot to, it's a lot to keep track of. It's a lot to, you know, mm. always be on top of them. But that's why I think you've done a pretty good job of surrounding yourself with people that love you and Thank love you. him. And, you know, you've got a lot of help. I know you always, um, you always... Uh, take whatever kind of, you know, babysitting you can when you can if it if the opportunity presents itself. Yeah, I do. And as much as I think it's really important for you to be with your kid all the time, which you are, I do strongly believe in you know you need to take care of your own health. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's tough being a single mom. And, yeah. Uh, it really is. It's it's meant for two people. You know, mm-hmm. it's... I definitely, you know, I have my village of, of people, you know, in Dante's life that help make it a little easier. And uh, I'm really grateful, you know, even the people who only come into my life for just a season. Um, it's all just rounding out experiences for my son. 
and uh, everybody's got something to teach. What do you think you'll be when he grows up? If you had to guess right oh, now. Oh, wow. If I had to guess, I see him being better at so many things that I'm not. Like, he's going to be really good at math. Like, he's going to be gonna, really athletic, too. Yeah, he's going to, he's, he's very um, good on his feet, you know, very coordinated, you know, mm -hmm. he's very dexterous with his fingers and when he picks up things and in his focus, and those are things that I'm, you know, probably maybe lacking in a little bit, if I'm really honest. So, you know, so I could see him being an engineer, for sure. You know, now, I've heard you say that you won't necessarily push the um, traditional education on him. Oh, that's only if he wants to be. Yeah, yeah. And that's only if he's, like, really, really good at, you know, focusing and, and studying things and having the same curiosity, you know, that I have. But, you know, if he just wants to be a good worker bee and have a simple life, like, I'm totally a-okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, like, success to me, it, it's just, like, in happiness. Like, as long as he can, you know, afford, like, a keep, like hold any kind of job and have a car and an apartment for himself, then that's, like, all I want for him. Just yeah. to be able to have basic normal life skills. Yeah. Nothing super extraordinary. Well, but you're it, equipping him with all sorts of skills that I think... I could be wrong. I don't see mm -hmm. too many people raising their kids, but I, I know... It makes me wish I'd have done more with my kids. Mm. I feel like, um, you know, reading with them all the time is is heavy. You know, is, is yeah. important. I think, uh, you know, all of that hands on time, that you know, skin to skin, mommy to mommy, or mommy to son time, like that's all that's real important. Um, oh yeah, Dante and I we're very close. Um, it's uh, something about. Daughters and fathers and mothers and sons. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I don't over my daughter. Mm -hmm. um, we've got a real good relationship. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, I mean, I love my mom to death, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I, I didn't always, you know, like my mom. She wasn't always the nicest person when I was growing up. But she also had four boys stressing her the fuck out and bills to pay. So, mm -hmm. now that I look back on things, um, I have a much um, stronger and more powerful appreciation for all the things that my mom did provide, you know, all the things that I was lacking when I was a kid, or at least that I thought I was lacking when I was a kid, I was like, that shit's not important, you know what I mean? So I didn't get the the Super Nintendo the year that it came out, or the second year it came out, or the third year it was out, I had to wait till we found it at like a garage sale, mm. you know, um, but I, am I a worse person for that? No, you know, um, I think moms are so important. Um, in this world, I think yeah. that you guys have, I mean, the hardest job, you know, women, <laughs> get, women get so, so much flack and so much, uh, hardship for, you know, wanting this and wanting that. And they, they want, uh, women want to, uh, you know, more equality, more power. But I think that, uh, making all the people is a pretty powerful thing, you know? Uh, yeah, people making... <laughs> that's, it's tough. I mean, who else Who else besides mothers can 
push people out of their bodies. Like it's. It wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. No, how? Tell me your labor story. Oh, I had a beautiful pregnancy and a super. You were super. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I I felt pretty cute walking around with a little basketball. Um, it felt good not to have to worry about what I ate or like. Yeah, right. Ate. Yeah. Yeah, I got to eat Just all the smash. things. Yeah, but you know, I I didn't really overdo it. Did I, you have any weird cravings? Uh. No, not really. I just was hungry for everything that I saw. Like everything looked good to eat. Like on TV, I got a, a good case of the. I want that. It's like if I would see like some Hardee's. I don't even like Hardee's. Like How Hardee's. was the, I know you like to have fun. Was the like stopping going out for the weekends, was that tough during the pregnancy? Oh, like, the how drinking? Was, like yeah, in, the in the social? Yeah. Um, I mean, I Because I know you're, you're a party girl. No, you no, have no, a good I've time. I've got a story. Yeah. Um, right when I was in my early pregnancy, like right in like 10 weeks, you know, and I was still kind of. More Did you know, not, and you knew you were pregnant? And I knew, but I was more not pregnant than pregnant at the mm-hmm. time, if that makes sense. And I was at, like, a, you know, little kickback get-together, and, like, all my, like, young single friends were, like, bouncing around, like, drinking, and, like, having fun, and, you know, I was just sitting there, like, this is just can't be my life anymore. Like, I don't belong here. Yeah. I just got in my car, and I drove to Fayetteville, you know, and uh, spent most of my pregnancy by myself with my dad. And it was fine. You know, I, d- I took walks. I played a lot of Pokemon Go, you know, to stay active. You know, I got to eat all the takeout that I wanted, and it was good. And then, you know, I came back up here, and, you know, I, um, my, my um, son's father and I, we had a business together, like a vegan raw food pop-up fine dining boutique where we um, traveled around and, changed um like office spaces into fine dining we brought like all the plates and cutlery and tables and you know he was a vegan raw food um vegetarian chef chain so you ate all kinds of good food yeah yeah except for the one time like he made smoothie and was using a glass stir to stick right into the blender and i drank it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was like, what is this? And there was like glass in the ceiling. He was just really, really silly. That What's was glass uh, stir like. Like a glass straw. So like I don't understand. There was shattered glass. Yeah, he was just sticking it in the in the blender to mix the smoothie. He can be really absent-minded, but it everything was fine. Hmm. But um yeah, but no most That's of the why food... your son's so sharp. <laughs> no, but most of the food that I, I ate was good and, and glass free. <laughs> tell me tell Christmas. me um tell me about the labor. <laughs> labor was um really easy. I was talking Do you have him in Fayetteville or do you have no, him? No, I had Charlotte? him I had him here in Charlotte. I went into labor after one of the dinner parties that we, we threw. And we had been up all day. Oh, one of the, up... the business. Yeah, things. that's why I was oh, talking wow. about that. Okay. Yeah. So um after the dinner, you know, we'd just done got finished setting everything up and I just started adding contractions and I was like oh my gosh after this whole day we have to now do a huge delivery thing mm-hmm. and um I, I chose to do an epidural good for you <laughs> just because like I liked it I just wanted to you know try the drugs 
and see how it felt. Yeah, you hadn't been you able know, to drink or do anything yeah, for nine months. Like, and, shit. And I didn't necessarily need it. You know, looking back, I could have done it without it. You think so? The pain, it was quite exquisite. Um, so the so the epidural didn't knock out the pain? It caused a different kind of numbness in my arm. And it felt like my arm, my left arm was just going to float up. And out into outer space, it was like all full what? of that's weird pins and knee. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. I remember telling the nurse. Did it hurt? Because I know it's like a big needle that they go into your back, right? Don't they shoot it into it, your vertebrae? It didn't hurt that bad. No? I just couldn't move, or else you know I could end up paralyzed. Now, how do they do that? Because you're on your back when they do it, right? Do no, they have, no, no. You're. I was sitting up, like I was sitting in a chair, uh-huh. and I, I bent forward. Really, so, with and the baby the pillow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then they just uh, inserted it in my back. But they had some numbing needles. How soon after you got the shot did you feel it? I mean, I guess I kind of felt a cool rush. Were you in a lot of pain? Like, were the contractions bad before you got it? I I said they were quite exquisite. Um, Yeah, it was... um, But it wasn't necessarily the pain. It was just the monotony of... The waves of pain, like, and you could just, it would be like a crescendo of pain that goes up, and then down, and down, and down, and then you know it would have, like, maybe a minute or two minutes or three minutes until the next one, and they just keep coming and coming and coming, it kind of makes you crazy, and that's, I think, where all the screaming comes. Did you have annoying nurses in there telling you to push? And uh, My nurses, I felt like they didn't take my pain seriously. Or, like, my complaints or my discomfort. They kind of just brushed it off and said, oh, well, that's just the... That's normal. No, not no, not that's normal. I got, like, well, that's what you get for, you know, choosing to have an epidural. Like, she said something crazy like that. Uh, I don't know what that was about. Huh. But um, lots of black ladies have, um, you know... Um, bad experiences in the hospital, giving birth. You know that we die more than any other race in hospitals, and they said that that's because the nurses don't take black women's cries for help seriously or, you know, um, values their pain or believes them more than, like, other races of women and white women. That's a study. Really? Yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah, black women are dying in pregnancy because people aren't listening. So I, I felt a little bit of that, but nothing on any scale that, you know, people who've, like, actually lost, you know, mothers. So, I don't know. I was really lucky to come out of it with a really healthy, perfect baby. How big was he? He was 6 pounds, 14 ounces. That is a good size boy. Yeah. It's not too big, not small at all. Uh-uh. No, he was perfect. Um... First thing I said was, uh, "Give me my baby." <laughs> they didn't. They didn't put him right on your chest. Oh, um, I don't remember. Yeah, you were pretty doped out. Huh? Yeah. So yeah. after delivery. Oh, that was the weird part after delivery because I still kind of believed that people would still be doing things for me. Uh huh. Like. Whatever like the, when you were pregnant? Yeah. And then, so you pulled the, preg- <laughs> the pregnant part a lot? No, it's just now that the baby was out of me, you know, and the nurses kind of abandon you after, like... Yeah. And so it's like, so what am I supposed to do? And they're like, I guess feed it, and you're supposed to, you know, do the whole... How did that go? Did he latch on? I, okay. I didn't have really good luck breastfeeding. No? 
I know. I only did it for about a month. I had a lot of trouble with it from the beginning. Hmm. It's, yeah, that's, it's really hard. Yeah, I hear that. I hear it, like, psychologically, to not be able to do that for your baby, it's tough. And yeah. having to put the baby on formula, because all through the pregnancy, you fantasize about, like, the breastfeeding part, and yeah. how, you know, that's just, like, what mothers do with their babies, and then to have to, you know, and there's nothing wrong with formula. Well, it's free, too. And there's well, nothing wrong yeah, with formula. I know that, I know that. It's but, economically yeah. um, savvy. Yeah. It's uh, nutritionally, and, you know, it's good for the kid. Uh <laughs> development and all sorts of I'm, I'm yeah. a huge proponent of so of I wish I, I would have done it if I had had more support but it there was just such a hectic time in my life yeah you know I don't know it was just easier to not have to put that stress on my body it was a lot of stress on the body for sure but he came out healthy he's I mean, good now yeah yeah for sure <clears throat> um very healthy what what was different like what did you, what did you expect, and then what did you like not see coming from motherhood? Um, well, I I expected that uh, having my son would um, make me a better person. Like I knew that with him, then stability and you know, getting more in touch with myself and my values would come, you know, because I have to be better for him. Like, you know, I, you know, since I had my son, I made a conscious decision to, like, dedicate my, you know, the next, like, 18, you know, 20, you know, rest of my life to just uh, being devoted to him and taking care of him, making sure I stay committed. So, yeah. It was just a big way to, you know, try to change myself and my life because I knew that that would happen. Do you have any advice for future mothers or people that are expecting that might be listening to this? Um, I mean... Don't do it. <laughs> I'm really tempted to say that. <laughs> well, that, and that's, that's another reason why I wanted to talk to you about it because as much as I know that you struggle, I know that it's not just all rainbows and butterflies and as, and as healthy and as lucky as you are to have such a, a strong, robust, um, you know, perfect little boy, um, the struggle is real. It's, mm. it's not an easy job being a single mother, let alone a, a mother, period. Yeah. Um, I know that, um, you know, you get burnt out. I know that you get stressed out. I know that you get overwhelmed at times. And not only when it comes to parenting, but just in regular life. Mm. But I've noticed that you get the most, I don't want to say erratic, but the most frantic when it's about him. You notice that. Yeah. There's, there's a clear difference in your demeanor when there's something wrong with your son and you need it's 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 a total different mommy switch that gets flipped on (laughs) you know what I mean like uh it's it's endearing Mm. and it's it's uh it's noticeable and I think it's a good thing uh I think that uh you do a really good job of managing it I know that like you said you've got a pretty good team Mm-hmm. And you got a pretty good village around him. Yeah. But uh, you also do a really good job, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, man. 
Um, Thank you. I love that little dude. Yeah, he's going to be a good kid. I and love him. I think that uh, no matter what type of parent you are, whether you have intentions or not, like I said, I didn't, I wasn't very thoughtful. I wasn't very smart. Like, I was, mm-hmm. I was never dumb, but I wasn't very, I wasn't just, I wasn't the reading type. I wasn't like. You were the wrestling type. Yeah. Right? Um, but <laughs> when it came to my kids, now that I'm starting to develop my brain and develop my personality as, as who I want to be as, as a person, um, I'm starting to try to brush more stuff off of my kids. I'm trying to, you know, teach my son how to chop wood. I'm trying to teach my daughter how to drive a stick shift car. You know, I'm trying to teach. Um, them how to, you know, be able to read a map and, and do things that, uh, you might need to be able to do, you know, I, I started with the things that I remembered my mom taught me, and then, but I want to, I want to expand on that, I, I want them, I want to encourage, what did you say earlier, I want to, I want to be intentional mm-hmm. in my, in my teaching with them, uh, and you, you helped me out a lot with that too, um, mm-hmm. you've taught me a lot about being patient and, kind of thinking about what I'm going to say instead of just blurting out whatever comes to mind. Yeah. Um, it's always good to That's do that. That's important. You're great with your kids. I love watching you guys interact because you guys all love each other so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm so lucky. I always tell everyone, mm-hmm. no, I don't tell everyone, but I, I'll tell everyone, anyone that asks, anyone that cares. <laughs> um, I'm rich, um, and it's not because of the, you know, three ba- zeros in my bank account, you know, <laughs> but it's, uh, I'm rich in love, you know, and I'm, I'm rich in luck mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm rich in, in life, not only in, in my spirit, but in, in the people that I choose to surround myself with, like you and my kids and your kid, we're, we're just full of life, you know, and we, we do a lot of laughing too. Yeah. There's always there's always a lot of laughter, and I think um, that keeps us healthy. You know, they say that laughter is the best form of medication. <laughs> right? Isn't that isn't that a saying? <laughs> Someone says it. If they don't, then I do. Damn it! It's this is one of the most um, one of my favorite qualities about you is when you I like the way you put your own spin on the idioms. Like laughter is the best medicine. That's Isn't that what they say? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I think you got that one right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, um, so, yeah. Um, I guess my advice would be, you know, for anybody considering being a parent, like, it is a choice, you know. And so once you choose, you just have to really commit to being your best self. That's something that I, I think about every day. It's like, am I being my best self for him, my best version of me? Because one day, they're going to tell you who you are. Yeah. And when that day comes before you know it, it comes way faster than you think. Yeah. You're at two now. Like, you're going to look back. He's going to be ten. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to turn around again, and he's going to be off to college. So. Yeah. Or off to the hopefully, races. Or hopefully, he'll judge kindly. He might be going to the chapel. Oh, wow. I mean, you got to think about all that stuff. Yeah. You know, but so do I. Well, that's why I kind of try to have like a kind of hands-free approach and not try to worry too much about that kind of future stuff. Yeah. You know, because, I don't know, I always say like, 
true attachment is suffering. And so I try to let go of things and kind of, you know, protect the self as much as possible, you know, so I don't have to feel intense emotional pains about things that haven't happened yet. Yeah. Um, I know that you're, because you're a single mom, you have to work. How do you feel about um, oh, yeah. the daycare situation? Oh, it's I, so I know, hard. I know you struggled with oh, it. Oh, wow. Work, just um, being a single mom with a with full-time job. Well, you stayed with them, stayed home with them for what? Yeah. The first 16, 18 months, something like that? Uh-huh. Or first? Yeah, I know, at least it was like, like a year that. and a half. Yeah. And, uh, because I, yeah, I remember encouraging you, like, look, like, it was if you can, work. no, I remember, I was like, so if you can not work, you know what I mean? Or if you can work a week and then stay with him a week, like, do mm-hmm. that, you know? Because there's nothing more important than, I think, the investment that you put into your kids. Yeah. And I think that first three years of their formative, you know, when their brain develops, you know, I think that's really, that's important. I think, I've heard that you develop most of your personality or of who you're going to be by mm-hmm. the time you're three. You know, most of that is locked in. There's there's some sort of something about the way your brain grows. You know, the rest is, you know, you absorb. And, you, of course, there's nature and nurture that kind of plays into the different cues. But I remember you being home with them for, for more time than most people anyways. Yeah. And then when you did go to work, it was like you had to put them in daycare. And I remember he got sick a bunch of times or, you yeah, know, just picks uh, up the little germs or whatever, you know. The bad habits. Yeah. Mine. <sighs> no. So it, it's hard, but it's just um, a sacrifice that I have to make to, you know, take care of him. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. You know, we do get to spend good time together. You know, I'm there for him in the mornings and then after school and at bedtime. You know, we get good quality time in, so, you know. I love that you always feed him as soon as he gets out. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, I know. He's probably hungry. Yeah. Um, I love I love his nickname, Lord Woogerton. Yes. He's a... Uh, Woogie. Yeah. That's the official name, Woogie. Woogie Wo- Woo. The, the Woogie Boogie And there are many the derivatives. Yeah. yeah. Woogie Boogie. The Woogie Boogie Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Woogatron. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good kid. He's, he's wonderful. I think that, uh, I think he's going to be one of those kids that could be a professional athlete but chooses not to be because. He's sensitive. He's going to be like a poet. He's going to be a big, burly poet. Yeah. Like a flower. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a big kid. You know? I think mm-hmm. he's going to be tall. He's got, uh, yeah. he's got big paws and big hands. Mm-hmm. But he's slim. Uh, yeah. He's slim like me. Yeah. But my son was the same way. I mean, my son was, I guess he was a little bit bigger. He was like eight pounds when yeah. he was born. But uh, he's, shoot, as big as me now, you know. He'll be bigger than you one day. Oh, that's going to be That'll be weird, right? Yeah. I remember when my daughter came home, she fit her head, the top of her head fit where my wrist is, and her feet went all the way to where my elbow is. Mm-hmm. And I'm five, seven, 
mm-hmm. on a good day. Yeah, you you're know? great with babies. Um, but sh- now she's as tall as I am. You know, mm-hmm. she's I, I've got her by like maybe a half an inch. She told me the other day. She said, "I don't, I don't care if I don't grow." to be, you know, tall. But she said, I just want to be taller than you. She's like, that's my goal. I'm like, well, that's a good goal, Belle. I wish you luck. I think she's done growing, but she's only 14, so... Um, yeah, she's got another spurt coming. She might get another little spurt in here, mm. which will be good for her. It'll be good for her self-esteem. And then I can be the short one. But uh, it's, uh, it's funny how things that bothered you when you were a kid when your kids turn around and make fun of you for it, it's like, it's funny. You can mm-hmm. laugh it off. It's weird how you become mature. Like, I remember thinking when I first had my daughter, I was like, oh, I'm going to be chasing boys away. And it's like, now I know boys are right around the corner. And it's like, I'm still leery and apprehensive and um, sketched out by the whole proposition. Mm. But uh, because I know it's so close I want to maintain the relationship that we have you know what I mean I don't want her to not tell me stuff just because it has to do with boys you know and she knows I don't want to hear it but she's also so smart yeah you know I, I can't wait till your kid starts playing with your head oh that'll be fun playing with my head yeah why would you wish well, not intentionally, because the thing is, like, my daughter doesn't try to manipulate me yet, you know what I mean? I don't think, there might be, like, some small things, but, like, she manipulates my head unconsciously because I will think further and mm, deeper about something when it comes to my kids than it would be for anything else, you know, even myself. Uh, I find myself deep in thought when it comes to like their future and how we're going to pay for things and you know what what the plan is and how we're going to you know like I want to start doing vacations I want to start doing camping trips I want to teach them how to build a fire I'm going to teach them how to read the stars you know eventually teach them how to hunt and you know like just basic survival skills that I think that everyone should have especially my kids yeah you know? I like when you guys went outside and chopped all that wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he liked it, too. You know? He thought it was cool. That was cool. Yeah. So, um, I got high hopes. I, I, I never knew it, but I guess I got a thing for kids. So I like kids. Oh, it was the sweetest thing, seeing you hang out with my baby for the first time when you guys first met. And... You know, just the way that you held him to your chest, it's like you'd been doing it your whole life. You know, you never, as a parent, you never really lose that touch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's when you make someone of your own body and your own, you know, flesh and blood, um, you don't want anything bad to happen to them. So when, when you, when, I remember when my daughter was born, these nurses, like, like they just ripped her out of my out of their out of her mom and like started pulling on her and yanking on her and squeegeeing this and like sticking <laughs> this in her nose and wiping her this and you know what I mean it was just so they were so rough with her and I was like oh my god it's a baby like she's she's a fucking two minutes old why do you fucking put like why are you putting her in an arm bar you know what I mean like what the fuck is your problem um but uh 
kids are really resilient. Yeah. Babies are super, I th- and I think that's I think that's God's design. I think that's you they know, say a baby's not a baby until it falls off the bed. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, and and they're fucking tough. They're resilient too, you know. Um, shit, kids are so fucking tough. Remember the indestructible baby? Yeah. <laughs> so much, so uh, much bunk on the hardwood floor. Yeah. Well, they do it to themselves, especially when you got to give them. You know, you got to give them belly time, and then they just end up smacking their chin on whatever that you know the tile floor or. You try to put them on carpet. You try to put them on yeah. something, but eventually they got to learn how to crawl on the on the hardwood too. He had to learn how to fall too. Oh gosh, when he was learning how to stand up, you know, he fell for the first time, and he just fell just straight plank back, like didn't catch himself or anything. <laughs> <laughs> he never fell like that again. <laughs> like that, that was just the first time he did it. I remember that um, uh, he wanted to walk so bad like he just (laughs) learned how to crawl like didn't even really get like the whole i mean he could crawl but he wanted to just stand and he wanted to walk and i'm like dude just crawl for a little bit like you know get your motor skills down but uh he just wanted to stand as soon as he learned that he could stand that's all he wanted to do was stand and then try to to take (laughs) steps he was uh he's been very precocious yeah um his whole life i'm glad you're a big part of him growing up. Yeah. Well, you always used to leave him flat pancake on his back for <clears throat> hours and hours. And I'm like, dude, like you got to give him belly time. Belly time. And I you said he didn't like belly time. Well, because it's work. You know, yeah. that's their first adversity in their life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When they have to learn how to, they have to build their neck muscles and start doing push-ups, you know, mm-hmm. learn how to do the cobra. You were, you were around for a lot of firsts, including, you know, his first haircut. You were a big... Well, no, we tried, but... No, I mean, like, you're a big influence on yeah. me cutting his big, you know... I miss it. Blondish, his, reddish curls. He had a big fluff ball. Yeah. He had a big old afro. It's coming back. It was sweet. But then he had to get a little boy haircut. Yeah. Um, And he's so good in shoes now, too. Oh, yeah. He runs really well. Mm-hmm. So he ran know. down the hill mm-hmm. without falling most of the time. Yeah. That's good foot strength. Yeah. That's good for him. Mm-hmm. You should be so proud. I'm very proud. Well, let's wrap this bitch up. Okay. Um, Dante's awesome. Thank you. You're awesome. Yeah. Um, keep it up. Mm-hmm. Let's do it again when, uh, after he's done being two. Yeah. Now that he's just starting to start his terrible twos. Oh, man. And we'll do a report after the terrible twos when the sentences are fully formed. Oh, man. And we'll do a And he's we'll telling me about myself. Well, because if you had him <laughs> when you were first born, he was doing Pokemon. That makes him almost two. He's about to be two. We yeah. Know, we know how old he is. Um, and because Pokemon Go was the shit. It was a lot of fun. It was, uh, it was a big thing for mm-hmm. a while. Um, and that's funny. You could probably uh, tell him that. He could probably, he'll probably say stuff. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he'll listen to this podcast one day and be like, really, what's Pokemon Go? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh. No, we'll have some kind of, like, ocular vision, like some kind of augmented reality uh, contact lenses. Yeah, we could like go that. back and check it out. Yeah, different times. That's what I think. Yeah, go check out, like, the disco or yeah. go check out the 90s skate scene. Mm-hmm. That'd be super cool. That's what I see coming. 
Oh, thank you for all the nice things you said. Absolutely. Um, SOJ Conversation, you guys be nice to each other.